I'm, I'm definitely a people person and definitely a connector. I like to make connections, whether it's between my students or my colleagues or my friends, um, because I think we, I, I know we are better together. You know, that, that is just uh, the only way that we're going to move forward. I think because I had come through and I had seen what a medical model could not do, um, because I don't, I, I think I was really good at everything I did all along, and I don't think we were successful at changing anyone's lives in any of those aspects. And I was just tired of that much, putting that much energy into it and not getting any return. So once, once I found this wellness and all these questions I had of, you know, why socioeconomic status and, and why this? And it's like, oh, wow, because Halbert Dunn suggests an environmental component and a health component that you've got protected poor health and emerging um, positive health, which is what the Black Lives Matters movement is about. It's about these folks who have wellness, but they're in bad environments and they can't achieve that, that maximum peak until they're allowed to be in environments that will um, permit that to emerge. So, so, so again, the nice thing is the people that I've gravitated to working with across the years were all truly community minded and wanted the best for the community, not necessarily try to extract the value that was being created in these communities for their own personal gain. And over the years, there's been a, a large enough segment of us then that we've figured out how to be somewhat protective and keeping the people who would come in and extract the value out of the, the different situations. It looks very different. It, it, it is very different in each community and, and that's okay, but it's all, we're working on the tools and resources like um, the place game and some of the, the place development pieces that Project for Public Spaces has. So that's how I ended up there um, because they have these tools that were community engaged. And then we ended up with this web of supports uh, aspect because again, web of support, if, if I put the onus back on you, but surround you with the opportunity um, to web yourself up and it, it focuses, it, it fits within the 40 developmental assets um, aspect from years ago that the Search Institute coordinated, but it's the idea that I as a person can have one person help me think through, you know, who do I want to be and what do I want? But then I have the resources around me to throw strings and catch strings that are the tangible resources and the intangible resources that I know I need to take the next steps. So we're encouraging the kids and the kids' parents and the employees and their coworkers to all web each other up. We've got these programs and now what we're trying to do is weave this idea of supporting each other and being intentional in supporting each other um, across all of it so we get this tight interconnected web in the end. Well, we definitely um, still have uh, big challenges ahead of us. And, gentleman who's currently the Muncie Community School School Board President, and what he talks about in the issues that we're facing, especially around race in our community, are still huge. And 
um, if you look at, I, and, and I'm not going to get the, the, the statistics right, but almost like 75% of the black kids in our school have been in out-of-school suspension, and that's not okay. Um, there are a lot of things that we have to rethink and we have to really work through. And, and I do think we've got good people in place. Um, one of my colleagues is working on a um, second chance dads. It's, it's people who are returning from being incarcerated and really supporting them and helping them get manufacturing jobs again and giving them, helping them train to get into those uh, particular positions. We've got a great future of work initiative where we're really trying to step in and figure out what the pipeline to a manufacturing job looks like and then introducing kids when they're young to the opportunities to play with the different tools. Like I'm going to be doing a virtual webinar in a couple of weeks because our future of work initiative is doing STEM based programs, but I'm teaching kids about about hovercrafts and about air pressure by putting balloons on CD-ROMs to, you know, we're, we're just really trying to make it fun. We're trying to figure out how learning becomes something that you do um, just because you're having fun in the community, not something that you do when you go into a classroom. So this MADJAX, the makerspace that we're creating, um, really it's going to have a design lab. It's going to have um, a drone racing course. It's going to have things that the kids can come and just play with. And then once they know how to do it, we can start talking to them about how those skills can translate into uh, future jobs and what they need to build around themselves to, uh, if they want to be the technician, then they need these additional skills. If they want to be the leader, then they need these additional skills. So really that just-in-time kind of um, personalized attention that will hopefully keep them being curious in their life moving forward. We recognize that we have to make a great community and we have to do it with the people who are here. Um, so we've, we've, we've turned that corner. Nobody's going to come in and rescue us. Nobody's going to come in and do this for us. And so how do we make this great? And that's what drew me so much to Project for Public Spaces too, is Fred Kent's statement that everyone has the right to live in a great place, but more importantly, everyone has the right to contribute to making the place they already live great. How do we take all of this energy and all of this um, uh, ability and provide opportunities that they can become a producer in our system, not just a consumer? You know, I'm probably more hopeful right now than I've been in a long time. And I think a lot of that has to do with we were trying to figure out how to disrupt the current systems. So new systems could emerge. And we weren't having any luck in doing that. So we were really bumping up against so much of that. But as we step into the next decade, uh, you know, those systems have been disrupted for us. And, and we, we can now step back and really say, okay, what should emerge from this? What, what can emerge from this? And hopefully help guide and mold what that looks like.
The All America City Voices are brought to you by the Commons Good Podcast Team at Community Initiatives and the Institute for People, Place, and Possibility. On the podcast, we talk stewardship and starting points for learning and acting together to secure intergenerational well being and equity for all. We do this by making visible the practices and progress of community pace setters, sparking dialogue about what it'll take to create legacies of dignity and inclusion, and building the civic muscle needed to expand vital conditions. This new mini-series is developed in partnership with the National Civic League and the All-America City Awardee Finalists. We believe people working together build better communities and invite you to share the podcast with your fellow changemakers. makers.